You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5. The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. This, this is, is Talking with the Pros. The pros. Like professionals. This is Talking with the Pros with me, Jess B. I speak to the professionals in the world of audio to gain an insight into what it takes to become a pro. Talking with the Pros. This episode, we're talking with JC, host of Rock Avenue here at KUNV. Hi, JC. Thank you so much for coming today. It means so much to me. How are you? I'm awesome. Awesome. I'm so glad you're here. I know you're a very busy guy doing a lot of events and a lot of production. Just tell me more about like what you do and like, your background. Let me see. My, so my background, I mean, I've played music my whole entire life, actually, starting with violin. I played that when I was a kid wow. from I was four or five years old. So I learned violin. I Classical. Played, yeah, a uh, little bit. I did a little bit of that. I played jazz. I played blues. Love jazz. Um, yeah, I do love a lot of the classic jazz stuff. I played a lot of piano, bass, drums, guitar, even play bagpipes. Mm, so, wow. Yeah, so it's like I went from playing music in school mm-hmm. to touring. I did the whole entire, like I did Warp Tour mm-hmm. when that was around. I did that for 10 years. I toured wow. to Sublime when I was a kid. I got to sing and perform blues and jazz with B.B. King. Mm-hmm. Got to tour with Neil Young for a little bit, sing with him. Mm-hmm. I've got to meet some really cool people over the time, yeah, which I is was, really cool. That sounds like a professional to me. 10 years in the touring industry, wow. Yeah. As a musician, you have a lot of instruments under your belt. You know what it's like with how important audio is and sound is, the quality and the performance and the aspects of, you know, getting like a great show together and how important audio is. Tell me about the time that you run an event. I know you do events, right? Yeah, so. I do I do events of my own. I mean, I also do stuff with Clark County. So when I'm running Clark County, mm-hmm. um, like what I, specifically right now, we're doing the Jazz in the Park series. Mm-hmm. And that's a really awesome thing. Uh, it's a big w- w- thing. It's a, kind of a big production. Everyone's mm-hmm. like, oh, it's local. I go, yeah, we're so also, we have 3,000 people in the building or the outside arena, you know, whatever. 3,000 people are there. So when we do are attending the actual concert itself, when we have people there uh, and for setting up our stages, we have all our audio run. I have my crew that actually runs all the sound. My buddy Joey is a really solid sound guy. We have him and my monitor guy that are awesome. And people are so surprised when they come in and hear a good sound crew, especially when they come to a county gig. They're like, that's the best sound we've ever had. Mm-hmm. And all of us are either trained. And the funny part, a lot of us never really went to school for it. A lot of us are just, we've always played in bands, kind of mm-hmm. toured, picked up our own stuff. And then we're relatively bored. And that's how we got into our own sound going, well, let's do this and this and this. And what could we change and what could we fix? Mm-hmm. You know, and how can you make this sound better? And what would you do? You know, a lot of that. And people don't realize that, like, for band, like, being in bands, and when we tell bands to turn down, guys, listen to your sound guy. Listen to your sound guy. If a sound guy's like, drop your guitar a little, drop your bass. Let me turn my sound up. If you let them run the show, they'll make you sound better. They're not doing it to make you sound crappy. Mm -hmm. They want you to sound really good. Right. And you're you're coming from a perspective of being a musician yourself. So you know that you want that same experience and what they want to give to like the house. hundred percent. Like that's definitely the thing is like with people, you know, when bands, a lot of time you tell them, Hey guys, I just, if you just turn down just a hair, 
I, tr- I guarantee it'll make you sound better. So you're saying like in the monitors on yep. the stage. Yep. Turn your stuff down. You know, it's just in general, turn your own gear down. Like it's, mm-hmm. guys, you can drop your own stuff. Like if you turn it down, let the sound guy do his job. Mm-hmm. A really good sound guy is not going to make you sound terrible. He's doing it for the better. He's doing it for the people going. Mm-hmm. Cause then if they actually enjoy your stuff, they'll actually go, Oh, okay. What do they have for sale? What are they, you know, can I buy their album? Yada, yada, yada. And that's kind of what a, a, a good sound guy will do. Go, Hey man, let me do my job and I'll promise you I'll make you sound well. Right. They're going to remember exactly how they sound, how well they looked and performed. But the sound is just so important because 100%. if you can't hear them or it's too loud or one's overpowering, like say you can't hear the vocals. Right. A lot of bands like to turn up and that's the biggest thing is they try mm-hmm. and turn up as loud as possible. I go, guys, if you're redlining, we're just going to turn you down. And if you're redlining, but we crank you down, you're going to sound like garbage. You know, if we're like, just drop it a hair, let us adjust, we'll be fine. Yeah. You know, and it's guys, let the sound guy seriously help you. That's mm-hmm. a big thing for like running sound, you know, and mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy when our sound guys and the bands will argue with you. And I'm like, guys, we're not trying to make you sound bad. We promise. Mm-hmm. We want you to sound good. Mm-hmm. But also if you piss off a sound guy, we can make you sound yeah, bad on purpose. Have, That's guys, people you don't mess with are your sound guys and people serve you food. Don't mess with those people. Mm-hmm. You just don't, you know. Yeah. Tell me about other venues that you've experienced being part of producing a music show. Right now, I work a lot with the Red Dwarf. Mm. And actually, the owner's their sound guy there. But when he's not there, like, I've been jumping in, but actually helping him out. Mm-hmm. And he goes, hey, man, I know you're a sound guy. Like, how do we, what, what do you think? And I'll go in there and listen to the room. And I go, actually, your sound's pretty solid. But when he, like, I fill in a lot and go there and help him adjust. For it being a small system, it works mm-hmm. very, very awesomely for that bar. You know, and just for the way things sound in there, the room is beautiful. It's like a tiny room's 100 150 people but the room has some of the best sound i think i've ever heard Mm -hmm. in my life it's Mm -hmm. just a great sounding room Mm -hmm. the acoustics are fantastic in that room and that's a lot of things like i I don't know how many times i mixed a show and it's like oh the room is all glass Mm -hmm. well that's hard or that plays a huge role right the environment that the sound is living in the bouncing the reflections right when we try and tell them i'm like oh you got wood floors wood floors glass room and 20 foot ceilings Mm -hmm okay, this room's going to be hard to mix. Mm-hmm. And it is, because you don't know everything. It, it, it all vibrates. It all just is crazy about it. And it's just feedback. And I'm like, guys, there's a lot of feedback a lot of times, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it's a perfect sound guy. We go, okay. And don't wrong. I've, we've had to do those and show up and go, okay, we can make that better. We can adjust this. We'll work with it. Mm-hmm. I've made some funky rooms sound pretty awesome, you know. It's like talking to uh, John Nashing here. He's a sound guy too. Mm-hmm. And so when him go, he, you know, I've been on gigs with him and we'll look and go, Oh, this room's going to be a hard one, you yeah. know, looking around and <laughs> yeah. going, what can we do? And I go, John, you're the master at this and he'll fix it more than I will. You know, it's like, he'll go, okay, hold on. And he'll do his thing and adjust. And mm-hmm. that's what you do. It's a good sound guy could read the room mm-hmm. and no matter what situation, it's entertaining. I will say sound guys that have a lot of people will tell you they're a sound guy mm-hmm. and have worked with like a three channel mixer. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, Okay. You've run that. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. okay. So it's like they run a three or four channel mixer somewhere. And I'm like, that's not a sound guy. That's mm-hmm. turning it up. Like, you know, it's it's hard. The faders. Yep. A lot of fader guys. And <laughs> so it's 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 funny when you do that. But I mean, currently, like I said, I do stuff with that. I do stuff backstage bar and billiards. I book festivals all over town. So like a lot of times I'll run sound for those or have my crew that'll help come in and help me run sound. But it's we, we like to take care of everybody. You know, the best thing is having, if a band's happy, you're going to be happy. If the crowd is happy because the band is awesome. That's a good night. Right. Entertainment, we got to give it up for sound. Audio plays a vital and important role 
just the value that's there behind a production. You're talking about your crew and there's a lot of things that go into, like you said, bringing together music environment, important, like getting the right guys that know their stuff to help bring that together. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, especially because people that show up. So a lot of people go to concerts like you go and have a good time, Mm -hmm. but no one realizes that you go in and spend six hours or eight hours or even 15 hours setting up that event for you Mm -hmm. to go hang out. Like Jazz in the Park, Jazz in the Park pre-production right Mm -hmm. now is about 15 hours pre-production the day Mm -hmm. before. So we're either reloading, you know, heading up. Since Wilberford County, we actually have to share some of our gear sometimes. So Mm -hmm. it's sometimes it's, you know, flying the speakers, but the day before we have to bring them back from whatever gig we had them at. But a lot of times we're showing up early, uh, heading up all the subs, rewiring everything, flying the speakers that are going up, rewiring every, all the power to you know the front of house. People don't realize that this stuff all takes 12 to 15 hours. Right. And so people show up and go, oh, it's a good time, or that was fun. I said, cool, go thank your sound guy, man. Yeah. Seriously, go be like, dude, thank you. Like, yeah. if you literally thank a sound guy, you'll make his day. Mm-hmm. Because we get put through hell, like dealing with either the touring band, they're, they sometimes bring their own sound guy and we have to still work with them and going oh you might destroy my stuff because a lot of times we've had sound guys destroy our speakers and we just get stuck with the bill it's like oh okay cool we gotta deal with it so it's like you gotta really go thank seriously go thank a sound guy yeah that would make their life like dude that was a good show and especially these people that go to these shows every week we do them every week like it's fun to do these and we enjoy you know 15 hours of work it's tiring as hell Mm -hmm. because especially once the show is over we still got to tear that darn thing down Mm -hmm. You know? I, I really love the pre-production. I love the behind the scenes, like acknowledging, like I said, I've been saying here, like audio is just so important yeah. and just makes or break a thing. It yeah. will make or break it. Whether you're watching live entertainment, you're watching videos, you know, you're going to the movies, you're going to a concert. These things are taking place behind the scenes. It's a lot goes into it, a lot of effort. It's a lot of technology behind it too. And I think that's so cool. Right. Well, I mean, like, I mean, for sure, like if a, if a band is awesome, you're going to get into it. You know, if a band is great, mm-hmm. even if you like, I know I have, I have three friends that are blind and they're like, bro, I go to the jazz wow, or I go to your wow. punk shows mm-hmm. because they can hear the music and feel the music, mm-hmm. you know, but if it's a terrible sound guy and the music just isn't hitting right, mm-hmm. like the sound is off, they'll look at me and go, bro, that was terrible, you know, or whatever. And I go, Hey man, sorry, I had an off night or my guy had an off night or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And these guys that are blind that literally feel the music and have to feel the music, you know, like if they can go, uh, oh, right, you know, it could have been better, you know, but anyone that's a regular showgoer mm-hmm. goes every week and go, man, that show just hit right. That show was a banger. That show was this and that. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, you could tell when the crowd's like, eh, all right, if it's background noise, mm-hmm. they're not into it. Mm-hmm. If they're into it, the crowd's on their feet and it's having a good time. They're dancing. They're smiling. You know, and I, like for me, when I walk in and go, all right, we did a good job today. Like when we show up and you get excited of what you did, mm-hmm. like every week for jazz, I show up and go damn, we did a great job. Yeah, I, you know? I did see you jamming out and rocking out at Jazz in the Park. So that was really fun that you were getting to have a moment and experience and enjoy those efforts and those fruits. It's a lot of times we don't. Yeah. And it's, so it's like uh, people like, while the show y'all are watching mm-hmm. on average, mm-hmm. we have to start tearing down. Mm-hmm. So we're already starting our teardown process while everyone's enjoying the show. Mm-hmm. 
And it's people are like, what do you mean? I go, we've already started our production and tear down. Like it's already like people forget that we're already doing our stuff to get ready for the next gig or to put stuff away. We have to pre, you know, as soon as the show's done, we have to tear it down again. So it's another six hours of tear down. Right. And so like layman's, even like the most advanced like person that knows about all the going on behind the scenes, a layman can be like, that was, I did not like it. I couldn't barely hear what was that sound like feedback for one, like right. during an event, like you don't want that. You want to get that rung out and ring out and right. already done beforehand. So you don't have those malfunctions during a show. Those are things that will just stick out and be a sore thumb. Oh, hundred percent. We've had so many, we've had a couple of those. We're like, oof. All right. That suggests that, you know, and a lot of our song guys, will, we will work with that if you need to, you know, but there's been times where it, you'd be sitting there and like, oh, wow. Like so if, if they bring in their own sound guy, we had a guy that brought his, his own board mm, and turns wow. out on top of ours so but his was like half the size of ours it was really small and he goes yeah that's one we tour with and we were looking at him going that's is that even gonna handle what you guys are doing mm-hmm. and it turns out he goes no i really should upgrade i'm like you could just use our board man like it's ready to go and he still wanted to use his stuff and then he goes oh feedback he goes i'm so used to doing inside rooms i said one we're outside yes two it's yes. a three thousand person spot like so it's a little different than a you know five hundred a thousand person room that's mm-hmm. a lot different and being that the sound travels up, it's like, guys, the sound is not going, it's going up and out and you're losing a lot of that. So mm-hmm. he, he eventually like we walked, talked him into using our board. He goes, uh, I don't know your board. And we said, okay, we got it. And we just handled it for him. He goes, you guys are good sound guys. And I went, okay, you there know, you just go. tell us what you want. And we'll get it done. And he goes, okay, that's good. You know, you don't want the feedback. You want a good show, mm-hmm. especially want to see people show up and go, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a good night. That was a great band. That sounded great. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot of times people th- assume it's just the band mm-hmm. and not necessarily the sound people or, you know, the crew that made it sound good either. It's like, guys. Yeah. But when something goes wrong, they're sure oh, to point a finger. <laughs> you know, we're the first ones to know about it. Yes. You messed this up. It's like, well, all right. You know. <laughs> it's like everyone heads just turn and fly. Like, what's going on with the audio? Come on. Yeah. Get it's, together. <laughs> it's, it's never a it's band never, or it's never it's someone never else. How it's, is the sound guy? It's like, what is the sound guy doing? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Like, I'll, t- I'll be on the radio and I was like, did that guy give you crap? And he goes, yes. And I'll see someone walk up from the stage and he'll go up to the sound guy in the back at the front of the house. And he I just see this guy waking, waving his finger, <laughs> waving his finger, finger, wagging his finger at him, and be like, mm-hmm. "You know what you need to do?" And he's like, "Have you done sound before?" No. Mm-hmm. That's usually the answer too. Is no, I've never done sound before. But you need to do this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, guys, if he heard feedback, he's probably already adjusting it. Mm-hmm. You know, so if something's going wrong, trust me, I guarantee the sound guy's already Rotting. on top of it. Like <laughs> we're trying to fix it for you and for the band and for us. Mm-hmm. We don't want to have any of that. You know, and mm-hmm. usually at least ten guys that come up immediately. Mm-hmm to assume that you're not working on things oh, or right. yeah. you're immediately processing. Okay. Problem solving, going, 100%. going down the channels, going down step by step. Okay. Where could it be? Here's the, the possible solution for this A, B, or C. Right. And a lot of times it either is something simple or it could be mm-hmm. a pain in the butt thing that you're mm-hmm. trying to go, oh, no, I don't know what's going on. And you have mm-hmm. to go troubleshoot backwards. What am I mm-hmm. going? Uh, Okay, here it is. And when you can figure that out, cool. But it makes it a pain in the butt when you walk up and go, by the way, you need to adjust this. Oh. Have you ever done sound before? No, leave me alone. Like, I will give credit. Most sound guys are the nicest people. And yeah. 
It's like, guys, they're professionals. They know what they're doing. I am the, I'm not, okay, so I'm good at my job, Mm -hmm. but I'm definitely going to tell you to leave me alone in probably a not very nice way. I'm not that guy. I'm just like, oh, really? Cool. You know, I'll probably say something relatively rude. That's just kind of how I am. Yeah. It's like, guys, let me do my job. Mm. Seriously, it doesn't make any better if you walk up. You know, most of us don't mean to be a pain, but we're going to be. Like, trust me, I'm already on it. We wear black for a reason. (laughs) Yeah, I'm working on it. I promise you. Oh, that's so great. So I know you talked at the top about your music, a little bit of how you know from a music perspective, just some things that have happened in your career as a musician revolving around sound and audio. What are your experiences being a musician from the other side of it so definitely being a musician like when i was starting when i was much younger again everything was so loud Mm. and i Mm. didn't understand i thought that everything on my end had to be turned up Mm. so as a musician i thought that everything oh everything's gonna be cranked you know (laughs) you know you've got to crank it up as high as you can and and when there's sound guy and you're like no no i know better i know my stuff i know my gear and i got older i know my tone i know (laughs) i know what sounds right i know you know this and that and i was like oh you know later in life i'm like idiot okay i should have just I should have listened to that guy. He wasn't going to be a jerk. You know, he was doing this. And then as I've gotten older and then got to tour and then this and that, it was a lot of times I got some of those bigger singing gigs or those, you know, bigger performances. Like I get to sing with B.B. King and Johnny Lang because my sound was great that night at my other gig. They heard me sing with Neil Young. And then I got invited to go sing with Johnny Lang and B.B. King together and sing blues with them. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. But they were like, hey, you sounded really good. And I was like, oh, wait, sound guy made me sound really right. awesome that night. Very important. If I didn't have that and mm-hmm. I sounded like garbage, I might have not have gotten that chance. If it was feedback or me being too loud or what have you, you know, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's like, guys, that's a huge thing. You know, if you're doing a simple acoustic gig, you don't need to be that loud. Like, they'll adjust you. Here's what you should do. Here's what you should adjust. Let the sound guy help you out. Mm-hmm. I promise they'll make you good. Like that was kind of a big thing for me. I wish I understood it in my, you know, teens and right. through my early twenties mm-hmm. that you don't need to crank everything to 11. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the biggest thing. It's like, Oh, I wish I knew that in my head. you just had to be the loudest you could possibly be. Yeah. I think a lot of it's like also technique on the instruments, like a microphone, for instance, when somebody's doing an audio announcing and they have the mic so far away and then it's like, okay, we could bring you up, but now we're going to deal with the feedback. And, right. You're going to pick so, up all the background noise. Yeah, You're going to pick whatever. And I'm like, guys, there's some that like to hold the head of the mic. I'm like, guys, you don't need to do that. Um, it's going to feed back every time. Mm-hmm. And a lot of guys that, you know, that again, like to eat the microphone mm-hmm. and i'm like guys you don't need to eat the phone like microphone you really don't like or you have the me. opposite it's like all the way down at the chest yep <laughs> that's the big one they put it literally on their belly button and I'm like that's not gonna do a that's whole not lot where the like, sound comes only from. thing i'm hearing is you're breathing and your stomach moving in and out that's all i'm hearing somebody's is, hungry oh, you know you you know that's what you hear it's like well, what happened you know well dude it's literally on your belly button i'm not getting any sound here so right. can you turn me up uh just put the mic closer trust me i guarantee if you put it about four yeah. feet up it'll be fine four feet up. Let's, let's get a little higher you know that your mouth that's where you're talking from yeah so. well uh, you didn't know it was their belly button oh, you know no. i figured that out later and i was like oh okay yeah. you know but the ones that put it by their belly button like to assume and and, and know better by the way mm-hmm. oh okay all right i'll let you hey you do that okay <laughs> or it just slowly drifts down yep yeah you can tell because by the end of the show it's like hi and by the way so oh hey man hey, we're back on oh, it's like oh okay like, yeah oh. Yeah, Getting so you're trying to adjust. Board, like, oh, here he goes. Yep. Yeah, you're definitely trying to adjust. It's kind of funny when you go from loud to 
either silent or back too loud again. Yes, yes. And, but it's just funny when you're adjusting as a sound person, oh, what's this person doing? You know, <laughs> sitting there freaking out because they keep moving the mic. There is no standard of where it should be. I'm like, yeah. guys. Yeah, it's all part of the fun, though. This yeah. Is, this is why we're in this industry. This is why we do this. We love it. We love bringing you the best. And talking to professionals is one of them. And let me bring back to the fact that you have a radio show here, Rock Avenue at KUNV 91.5. Tell me, like, the goings on with that. Tell me what that's like. You know, you do interviews on your show, and it's a specialty show. So go ahead. And- yeah, uh, since, you know, here at KUNV and 91.5, we always seem to do a lot of the smooth jazz, especially mm-hmm. during the FM. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm kind of one of the non-smooth jazz shows. Mm-hmm. So I play on the, on the weekend. On mm-hmm. Sunday nights, uh, 8 to midnight, I get to play ska and punk and indie and emo uh, Which even is music some metal. That's so appreciated. Right. And a lot of, I, I, I get happy when people are like, dude, I listened to your show and I loved it. And I didn't really know that music before. Mm. I love hearing people have tuned in and go, dude, that was something different. I've never heard that. Mm-hmm. Thank you for introducing me to new music. That's a blast to me. Mm-hmm. Like, that's so fun. Punk's not dead. Yeah. Punk is definitely not dead. Punk, punk rock bowling was just in town. Mm-hmm. It was five days of punk music. Big event. And there was like 50,000 punk rockers, you know, it's a blast. Like I had a, I actually got to DJ one of the nights with Angela Moore Fishbone and lost. And it was, I got to DJ and hang out with him. That was awesome. By the way, it's one of those, like they, they, I got last minute call. Can you DJ? Yeah. Okay. Cool. So I got last minute call to DJ and hung out with all these bands and I'm like, "Ah, that's that guy. Oh, sweet. Wow. You know, I have my little like freak out moments. Sometimes people like that are famous. Weird punk rockers are famous to me. I'm like, that's cool. All right. Sweet. You know, Mm -hmm. but I grew up on punk rock. Mm -hmm. So getting to play that on my radio show and introducing a lot of cool things i'm finding a lot of the people that listen to the show uh, most of my show listeners are female that made me excited like i don't ever like people no it's hard that i go what and they're like yeah 70 percent of your listeners are female yeah that's awesome like it's hard to to get especially the female crowd i think a lot of that i will give credit to a lot of the bands i've played on my show are female fronted one of the ones i deal with a lot right now is a local band called the dollhead Mm -hmm. and they just played punk rock bowling they added the festival itself but female fronted band solid solid mm-hmm. group of kids mm-hmm. so i don't know i mean if that credit awesome like yes. i i think it definitely does you know but it's like man i i'm i was happy to find out like women actually listen to my show I'm like really mm-hmm. i get i have females listening that's cool as hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, i like the fact that i can do that and the age range right now from what i'm hearing is like 16 to 70 mm, uh, that wow. are listening to punk that's and ska. right mm-hmm. i'm getting the teenage crowd but i'm also getting the the people that have been listening to music for 70 years mm-hmm. so people are like dude i like the punk but i like your vert your classic i like your indie i like the stuff that i haven't heard mm-hmm. some of the really cool pop stuff you play is really cool you know so that's a that's a huge hit for me and a huge something that i go dude i love hearing that mm-hmm. you know and being doing the show here on the station it gives me a lot a, a lot of excitement to go man so for me to get a lot of awesome feedback is oh dude i loved your show is great right. You know, having the guest on, you know, I just had a band called Cairo Knife Fight. The guitarist has been with uh, Black Eyed Peas for 25 years. So they bring him on and he's doing like a rock and metal thing. It's a two piece, which they seem way more full than a, they sound as full as a six piece band, but they're a two piece. But the fact that the guitarist is insane Mm. and nice dudes, super nice. So it's really cool. But it's just. I would love to see his pedal board. Dude, it's it's gnarly. Yeah. Super gnarly. Like it's insane. But uh, it's just crazy. Like I like to bring in the locals and I like to, you know, bring in the bands 
sit here and show off the talent we have. So far, I've done people that have either bands or have podcasts, other radio shows or have TV shows, artists, anything I can do to get people to hear and tune in and check out the art. You know, art as a whole is a thing. What we do is art. If we're running you sound, it's mm-hmm. art. You know, for us to bring you radio is an art. For us to show you off this is an art. People don't understand. I go, all of what we do in the entertainment business is art. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, I'm not drawing stuff because God knows I can't draw stick figures. It's all art. For me to show you this is an art of what we do. Right. I enjoy the hell out of it. Yeah. I love being on the station. It's a fun thing. This is a passion of yours. This is you, your background, like the music that you were playing back in the day, right? So mm-hmm. this is this is really close to what you enjoy. And I think just bringing that energy to your audience and like you said, hearing from the other side of the microphone that you're bringing stuff that people are newly being introduced to starting out like 16 these are it's still going strong this genre is still important and that's just so great i think music like you said and art is just so important to be able to share that with others and that's so exciting for you (laughs) yeah it's huge like i mean it's the music i grew up on because Mm -hmm. my grand my grandparents my father my mother I wouldn't have the the punk or the pop or the soul or the blues or the, you know, mm-hmm. the reggae or the ska or whatever I listened to or grew up on be- mm-hmm. without them. Mm-hmm. And so, it, you know, a lot of that is credited to them as well as friends when I grew up in high school and this and that. It's like, guys, there was stuff that I'm still learning, but it's like to hear it and hear something new and to introduce some, something to something new. I love the fact that I've introduced new music to people that, have, you know, they're in their 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s and go, dude, that was a great band. That, that ska band you played or that punk band was great. I mm-hmm. used to listen to punk and I just haven't been into it, but the fact that you're back on mm-hmm. is so cool and playing this and I love it and you play new punk and old punk, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. So that makes me happy. The fact that people are the feedback has been really positive everyone's like dude we love the show it's great you're doing a good job that makes me happy you know yeah i really appreciate radio personalities on the microphone bringing us their perspective introducing us to things that they enjoy because that's not something you're going to get necessarily from spotify from apple who brings you an algorithm you know curated playlist that we're here like hand selecting things for you to hear and enjoy there's some purpose and meaning behind what you bring to the audience yeah people i mean i think that a lot of times you know especially here especially for us at KONV, especially mm-hmm. like so a lot of our specialty shows especially like we have a lot of the cool weekend stuff the stuff you know mm-hmm. little grass shack all the reggae stuff they're playing and all the cool stuff they're playing the hawaiian music is hand selected the music i play for you every sunday is hand selected yeah you know the lion's den is all hand selected music we get to pick it most stations don't allow you to do that mm-hmm. so to be a part of this where they go dude we are allowing you pick something that you're passionate about you know and if it's be it classic rock or punk or whatever and they go go do your thing Mm -hmm. that's awesome like most stations go oh here's the same 12 songs that you have to listen to and da 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 that's Mm -hmm. on the air you just talk about it and act like you love it so much even though you've heard it 47 times that day it's awesome going cool that people listen every week and go that's a cool song or that's something i haven't heard a while or Mm -hmm. that one i've never heard before Mm -hmm. i think that's what's going to help sustain us in going into the future with radio visions for radio whether that starts to migrate and live like online through digital form basics of what radio has done continue to do here at kunv they've been going for 42 years different ways of engaging the audience and bringing something that they're not going to be finding 
seen on other radio stations, but just like introducing people to the radio is just like step one. <laughs> yeah, I know I felt cool and felt a little, uh, I, I know I was doing the show and right when I brought it back, this is probably five months ago. That's great. And they brought back, what, four, well, I guess, oh, about four months ago, four or five months back anyway. The, another FM station in town was one of our alternative stations like 20, 15, 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. And they came back. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's uh, 107.5, X1075, yes. and now they're back to extreme radio. And my buddy goes, just turn on the radio show. And I go, what's up? He goes, just do me a favor and turn it on. And I go, uh, what channel? He goes, 107.5, turn it on. I go, okay. And they played verbatim six songs that I played the night before. Wow. Songs they would never, ever, ever play. Uh -huh. I'm like, so I'm like, are they, you know? And, and he goes, yeah, someone, I guess the, you know, he goes, dude, I'm telling you, he goes, either Rock Avenue is making a splash because they literally played six songs that I played verbatim what I played on the list last night. Like I looked at my list, I'm like, that's exactly what I played last night. Mm -hmm. But stuff they would never play on their show mm -hmm. or their station. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, kind of cool. If it's reaching the bigger stations the where they have to go, oh, we got to play that to be, to hit. Mm -hmm. Like, okay. Cool. There you go. The fact is that, like, I picked that movie to go, all right, you would have never played that on your show, but cool. You know, it made me feel pretty awesome. Yeah, like, that's really cool that they acknowledge what you're doing over here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, so the that, fact that I go far, the fact that I get to do it here at Rock Avenue or here at KONV is awesome and mm -hmm. show Rock Avenue and get people to enjoy this and have a good time and listen. And people that tune in every week that are the, well, I get calls every week. Hey man, I'm tuned in, ready to rock and roll for the, you know, the four hours. They just got off work. I'm sorry, a little late, but I just turned you on. Mm -hmm. Man, that makes me happy every yeah. week. Dedicated listeners, people that are taking that personal experience. So I want to thank you again so much, JC, for coming. Oh, oh, anytime. I had so much fun talking with you. So thank you again. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. And if you missed any any of today's episode, you can find us anywhere podcasts are available like Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Talking with the Pros with me, Jess B. I love you and I'll catch you in the next one. Bye.